Hello folks, Colin here and I'm delighted to welcome you to another episode of the 10 Questions from the Gallant View podcast, the show where we invite a different guest each week to answer a set 10 questions on Rangers. I'm absolutely delighted to introduce this week's guest, joining Rangers as part of the Soonest Revolution, only spending a season and a half at Ibrox but still managing to get two trophies under his belt. A formidable centre-half in his day who took the odd spelling goals, none other than Graham Roberts. Graham, thanks for coming on. Pleasure, Colin. Pleasure. Looking forward to it. No, oh, looking forward to, to hearing your, your answers. Um, <laughs> if you, Just before we get to the, the set of 10 questions, um, I listened back to a couple of interviews you've done before, and you mentioned a couple of times that you're a bit of a Rangers fan. Is that just for your time at Ibrox, or did you always No, no, a... I, was, I was a fan before. Um, came up and watched the League Cup final when Sooness took over. Uh, and we beat Celtic 2-1. I was up with Richard Goff and Chris Waddle. Um, no, no, we, we like, in, in England, you, you, your second team was always a Scottish team, or and mine was Rangers. And, uh, yeah, so when I got the phone call from Sooness, um, yeah, it wasn't hard to say no. There must have been a bit of a buzz around that time. Obviously, Chris Woods and Terry, but Joe already yeah. been there. Yeah, it was. It was... Uh, you know, you could see that it was going the right way. Um, you know, they were behind Celtic at the time when I joined. Um, and then within, I think, three weeks, we was above them. So, uh, yeah, we went on a great run and uh, we ended up winning the, the trophy, the league. And that was what he wanted. And, uh, you know, the second year, Terry broke his leg, didn't he? So uh, that was a disappointment. And... Uh, I think it probably cost us a little bit. But I think the success that year, then, obviously, we had the, the break and winning the league before we went on the nine in a row run. But yeah. so much importance putting on put on that first season under Sunis and just yeah. the impact because that was the first win in nine years. Yeah, it was, and it it ended up stopping Celtic winning ten, and they did it to Rangers when Rangers went on in one night. Um, you know, it was a, it was a, I think it was Sooness wanted to stop it and he was going to do anything in his power to do that. And uh, hopefully, you know, I was a missing link when I came. It, it was a Christmas present. And, um, you know, in them days, it wasn't January transfer windows, it was any time. And uh, he was after me for, uh, two, three months, and um, finally got me in, in December. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was it was a good move for me. I really enjoyed it. I loved the club. Um, but the atmosphere was amazing, absolutely amazing. And there was a lot of people when I signed outside the stadium. And, yeah, they just make you welcome. And, you know, great fans, great fans. Good. All in all, fond memories of your time at Rangers then? Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't swap it for anything. You know, uh, the League Cup final when we beat Aberdeen um, and I was captain on the day. So, you know, I've been very, very lucky in my career. You know, I've won trophies at nearly every club I've been to. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very happy with that. And it was just a shame that it ended. But, yeah, that's life. You get on with it and you move on. And I think... Um... Speaking to a lot of people about um, doing the 10 questions with you, um, I hope you don't mind me saying, but there is no. such, a, 
um, a good bit of excitement um, because even though you were only there for a season and a half, you're, you're very, you're remembered very fondly, almost like absolute cult hero, um, almost, um, even though it was only, what, 55 games? I think maybe going in goal helped that. <laughs> um, twice. One at Southwick Park and one at Ibrox. And uh, no, but I think, you know, the fans appreciated the way I played. Um, I could play football, but I was also tough. And, you know, and I was a winner. And I think being a winner was uh, really, really important. And, you know, it helped us get over the line. Brilliant. So we'll fire straight into the first question. Yeah, go on, mate. We'll start. Um, all these questions for anybody that comes on, whether it's a player or a fan, something to your interpretation can be from your time at the club or your time yeah. for one Rangers. So kick us off. What's your favourite of a Rangers role? Well, I think it's, it's never been shown because it was my first season there. Um, the game was called off. I think it was called off on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. It was Motherwell away and we played it on the following Tuesday. And I scored from 40 yards. Um, it was went right in the bottom corner, the, the far side where the goalie dived to his right. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a power pack goal. It was just just the other side of the halfway line, and it just bounced right. And I I I volleyed it, and it just flew into the bottom corner. It was uh, yeah, it was my best goal for Rangers by far. That was a winner that night, wasn't it? One 0 Yeah, we won one 0 yeah. See, it's instead obviously looking over, um, looking over the season highlights and your games for Rangers. I can't find that goal anywhere. A video of it. No, so you can't. Why it was... I don't think it was video. I don't think it was TV. It was. Uh, it was a Tuesday night. It was freezing cold. Um, we went there on the Saturday and it was called off. Uh, the pitch was frozen. Uh, it wasn't much better when we went there on the Tuesday night, but. We got the job done. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a screamer of a goal, and that would be the best goal I scored. But nobody's ever seen it unless you went to the game. Typical, the, the one night is known Terry. What's yeah. it like as a centre half when you pop up with a, a wildy like that? Yeah, is that a bit of shock? Yeah. yeah, not really, because I scored a few for Tottenham. Um, you know, playing for Tottenham, I scored thirty-seven odd goals, and. Uh, a few of them from 30 yards. So, uh, yeah, I was quite used to it, I think. But, no, it was a... When I hit it, I thought, oh, it's going to go close. Because it just bounced nice and it flew. Um, you know, when you're 40 yards out, you think, oh, the goalie's going to, you know, dive and push that around the post. But he uh, he got nowhere near it. And, uh, yeah, it was a winner. I think the major thing was it was a winning goal. It was we won one nil and uh, that put I think that put us six points clear of Celtic then so uh, yeah and no long after you you signed is that right so that would have been that signed long, in I December. signed on the twenty second of um, December no I signed sorry on the twentieth I think it was sixteenth sixteenth of December first game was the twenty second the second game was the twenty sixth. I think that's roughly around that anyway. I mean, it might have been the 22nd and we played, I'm just trying to think when we played Celtic, we played Celtic new on the 26th, I think, Boxing Day. And we played Dundee United. My first game was Dundee United at home. 
We played Dundee United home, Celtic home, beat them both 2-0 and then went to Motherwell and it was called off and then I scored the goal. So, With a first yeah. month <laughs> to start. Yeah, it was, it was in, you know, but it was momentum and then I think we went about 1,100 minutes, 1,200 minutes without conceding a goal. So, yeah, it was a few games we didn't concede a goal and... Uh, the goal we did concede, the first one, was Hamilton in the Cup. We lost 1-0. <laughs> so, yeah, one good. That yeah. one. But... We'll quickly move off of Hamilton. Eh? That's, <laughs> these are your highlights. Um, question number two, Graham. But where's the strangest place you've ever watched the Rangers game? I was in Bali. I was in Bali and the uh, Rangers were playing. And um, Well, I went to, watch, went to the pub to watch the games and Rangers were on. And there was a, few, a couple of Rangers supporters in there. Unbelievable. You would make it up. No, but it was, I was having a holiday and just went down the pub for a drink. And uh, the football was on. We were going to go and watch Premier League. And they had like three or four TVs in this pub. And Rangers were on one of them. So I watched that. It's amazing the, the places you bump any other Rangers fans. Unbelievable. There. Amazing. Like, I went to Australia and thousands of them. I went to New Zealand, thousands. It's unbelievable. Everywhere I go, there's Rangers fans. I know, I can't get away from but it's um, it's amazing when we look at the even the Rangers supporters club clubs all over the world. There's yeah, some in Dubai, yeah. South Africa, and that and they pop up everywhere. But I suppose it's just the, the size of the club. It is. The club's massive, and the the pit the you know the pitiness of it all is that if they could get in the Premier League, then it would be even bigger because the the income and the, the the finances would be much much better. You know, I'm not having a dig at the Scottish league, but it's two teams in the league, and that's it. You know, you see that. Look at Aberdeen. Aberdeen when they play Rangers, they have three or four players booked. When they play Celtic, nobody gets booked. And so that you know, it's that even when I was there, it was the same. They sort of. They tried twice as hard against us, and they. Ah, it is our game against Rangers. Yeah. yeah, but all the time, it's not just one team; it's every team does that, you know. But Rangers, you have to have the right mentality to play for Rangers, and say, "Well, we know every game's a cup final, so we got to play to the best we can." And that's what the people, the players who go in now, you have to. That's how you have to approach each game. We do. You do see a lot of players get caught out with that. The intensity that yeah. that is your cup final um, yeah. every week. And I always remember Kevin Thompson um, leaving Rangers. He got the medals were coming back up and speaking yeah. about. He got so frustrated that he'd play for say Dundee and yeah. he'd leave everything on the pitch at Rangers. But then the week after, it'd be marvel. It, I it was it was nowhere near. No, and that's why those clubs. Sort of, are not gonna. All they're happy about is staying in that league. So you know, I, I know the money's not the best in that league, but it's more than what they would get in Division One, and that's about staying up. So you know, but every time Rangers go to a stadium, it's a cup fight, and 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 they try twice. You know, Aberdeen's the world's worst. You know, I've I watched their games this year against Rangers. And they, they're throwing bodies in the way. The week after, they play Celtic and nobody throws a body in the way. Nobody tackles. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. 
it is really, really embarrassing. And but you know, that's why the manager at Aberdeen got sacked because he couldn't motivate them for the other games. And at the end of it, you get found out and you get sacked. You know, when Alex Ferguson was there, they wanted to beat everybody and they won the league. These managers now up there, they don't, you know, when it's all about beating Rangers, stopping Rangers. That's what it's all about. It's very small time mentality, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. And, and, and uh, you know, he got sacked. He, the, the manager got sacked from Aberdeen because he couldn't motivate him against Hibernian and St. Mirren and, and Motherwell and teams like that. But he could when they played Rangers, which is pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Yeah, I can agree with you more, and I'm sure everybody listening feels the exact same way. Um, staying on the kind of the far and wide, um, the next question, Graham, uh, what's your, your best away day or away trip with Rangers, either as a player or if you've been to any away matches? Well, since? I think the best one was when we went to Aberdeen and won the league. Um, you know, we had to go there. We had to get something out of it. Um, it was Celtic were at home to Falkirk. We were, I think we were three, it was two points for a win then. We we were three points clear. And uh, we had to get a point to win the league. Because if they won, we still had a better goal difference than them. And we still had another game the following week against St. Mirren. And they were away to, I can't remember who they were away to the like, next week. Um, and the gaffer was funny, really. He said, like, you know, nobody lose their head today. Go out, and he got sent off after 20 minutes. <laughs> so that was great. And Terry scored a great goal. They equalised just before half-time, but we held out with 10 men. Um, got the 1-1 draw, and then it came through that Celtic had lost to Falkirk at home. And we that was it. We were, we were there. Aberdeen's... Um... Sold a good trip up there um, as, a, as an away trip. Um, but again, having no won the league in nine years, what was that like? What was the celebrations like? Oh, it was amazing. We sort of, they, they, um, they, they, you know, I don't know how many tickets they get when they go to Aberdeen. Is it three or four, five thousand, something like that? There must have been 10,000 outside. And once all the Aberdeen fans had left, they let the Rangers fans in and we came out and celebrated with them and uh, ran around the pitch and yeah it, it was amazing honestly and the trip home on the bus you know we had a few beers on there and we were singing and and going down the road and there was all rangers fans with their flags out and scarves and then the following week saint Mirren, it was a party and uh, we ended up winning i think we beat them one nil didn't we and uh yeah so uh yeah we we, we won the league I think we won it comfortably. All right, it might have been only two points, three points, whatever, but we won it comfortably, and uh, you know, it was a it was a great great trip home, and we had a great party that night. We all went out into Glasgow into a bar, and which they arranged, and uh, yeah, it was it was a long night. <laughs> Graham soon is getting off after twenty minutes. Um, it's after telling you to keep his telling everybody to keep their heads. Mm. Uh, kind of, when you hear the stories as soon as you, you do, you do think about that, that fiery character. That yeah. Is that quite typical? But he was a winner. He was a winner, Colin. It was, you know, and I've spoken to him now and I'll speak to him quite often. And, you know, he wanted winners in the team. 
Um, sometimes he got carried away with it, but you know, but he wanted everybody to give 100% for that jersey. And I think being so near the um, being so near the 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 final points, maybe it just you know he he, he lost his discipline a little bit. But they say he was a brilliant player. He was a brilliant player, um, one of the best midfield players I've ever played with. Um, and when you when he, I remember my second game against Southie, him putting his foot on the ball and just standing in the middle of the pitch, and we were two new up. We were bollocking him for doing it, but he was showing he's the he's the king of this game, and uh, he was, and uh, yeah. So yeah, it was great to play with him. He apologised afterwards because getting sent off, but everybody was too too happy and joyful to to worry about that. No, absolutely. The the league was league was over. Rangers were champions. That's all the matters in the end. How we go there? It's um, it's all history. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Next question: What's the funniest thing you've ever seen at a Rangers game? Funniest thing, God, is um, actually on the pitch. On the pitch, or um, just well at, at the stands, or whatever in the dugout. Well, uh, I've seen we when I got booted out of the club, I was I walked into the dressing room, and uh, do you remember the kit man, Doddy? Yeah. Right, so Doddy was there. We had a TV in there. So we've come in. We've lost 1-0. Um, Celtic have won the league. And so we sit down and Doddy comes in, turns the TV on. And it goes, and Rangers lose at home to Aberdeen 1-0. The gaffer came in and put his foot right through the TV. <laughs> To get a new TV after, <laughs> and that's um, quite timely. We were just talking about Sunnis famous for keep me cool, keep me still coming. Yeah, he wasn't that day. He wasn't that day. So yeah, he lost his temper and put his foot through the the, the TV. Doddy, did he get a rollicking? Uh, how can you bollock Doddy? He was <laughs> brilliant. He was he was the funniest, one of the funniest men ever. He was. He, you know, he always. I, I I remember my first game. But he's giving me these shorts. I said I can't wear them. They're too tight. That's all we got. They're the biggest we got. Large. I said no. I can't. I can't wear them. So they gave me a pair of shorts. I think it was about six years old. These white shorts until they had some made. Unbelievable. He was. He was good though. He was good, Daddy. Uh... I'll tell you a story, funny story that. So, when they signed Mo Johnson, yeah? Mm-hmm. Because Bill McMurdo is a good friend of mine. So, he was telling me, he said, uh, he got a phone call. Mo Johnson was at Celtic having a meeting, really, and he came out and they were going to sign him the next day. And Sunes rung Bill McMurdo up and said, made him an offer and gave him more, whatever. And Mo Johnson agreed to join Rangers, but he said, look, you need to keep it quiet. So we had Jimmy and uh, Doddy were at the ground on the morning when Mo Johnson was coming in. So 
Mo Johnson's come in at 6.37 o'clock in the morning, the press conference at 9.30. So they've got to hide him. So he's gone, they've hid him in the toilets. So Doddy and Jimmy are walking up the stairs, get to the top of the stairs, and Doddy goes, oh, I'm just going to the toilet. He said, yeah, Jimmy went, yeah, I'll go. I'll go. So they went into the toilet, and he said, Jimmy said to Doddy, uh, what do you, who do you think was signing today? He said, uh, oh, Doddy went, don't know. He said, uh, but I hope ain't that Catholic Mo Johnson. <laughs> Mo Johnson's in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and he went out and then Mo Johnson, they creep. Mo Johnson got promoted, like, into, like, with the press, he was shown to the press, and Doddy was stood there. His face was what? <laughs> oh, he must have wanted <coughs> to swallow yeah. him up. That must have been mortifying yeah. for him. Yeah, it was. He was all right, yeah. but soon I think Mark Falco was a Catholic as well. So it doesn't matter what religion you are. You play for Rangers. You're a Rangers person. So yeah, that's what it is. I totally agree with you. So. Just on the subject of players, the next two questions are on your own interpretation of the Rangers players. So, um, who's a, who's the Rangers player that you didn't rate, but everybody else seemed to love? Oh, geez, um, <laughs> that's a bloody hard one. That is. I thought Derek Ferguson was brilliant. Right, I thought he was a brilliant player. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think somebody that I didn't rate. I rated everybody, to be honest. So it was very. That's a difficult question because you never ever slag your own players off. You know they're all no. good players. Um, I, I think the people that under that didn't really fit in was one was Colin West, um, Chris Woods, uh, not uh, Woodsy. He got the striker. Uh, um, Nicky Woods was it? Um, no, no. was it? It was Wood, Woodsy anyway. Anyway, those two never Neil really, Woods, sorry. Neil Woods, Neil Woods never really fitted in. Um, they played, but you know, it was always McCoyst and Fleck, and um, so I would say, but I think the fans always got behind them and and cheered them. Um, for me, just felt they were a little bit short of what Rangers wanted at the time. So when you're up against the likes of Alan McCoy's or even like like Sir Robert Fleck and stuff, um, who could bang in the goals, is it just uh, was it just timing for these two boys, uh, Woods and West? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, how can you leave those two out? They, I think they scored loads and loads of goals that season. Um, you know, uh, it was it was hard for him. Colin was there before me. He's a good friend. Um, you know, he, he, I think he's a good player. Um, but it just wasn't the fix that the, the way we played. You know, you needed a bit, a little bit more pace up front, and you know, McCoyce was always going to score, score goals. Um, so it was hard for those two. It was really, really hard for those two. Another one, Jimmy Phillips was another one. Never really got his chance. Um, you know, Bartram, another one, wasn't it? He, he came in, he was in and out. And, so yeah, there was a few. There was a few that, uh, but it's the fans when they played, the fans got behind them. So that was a good thing. 
It's one of the ones, as you say, like um, the Rangers, you need to be a winner. And not, no, it's just a winning mentality, but it's a yeah. big club and you're going to be up against yeah. some elite yeah. players, particularly in the 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, no a, it's no a hang your head in shame if you're no getting in ahead of Alan McCoy. No, no, no. Like now it's different, isn't it? Now it's a squad game and mm. you're in one week, you're out next week. And it, it's, but in them days, don't forget, I think it was only one sub, wasn't it? It was one sub then. Mm-hmm. Because I went in goal, didn't I? I went in goal <laughs> right, because we never had no another goalie. Yeah. Uh, Change days now. You can yeah, yeah near enough field two eleven. Well, I think uh, you have you have twenty. You can have about ten subs. Nah, it's, it's bizarre. Um, so next question, um, we call this the Sasa Parpatch Award because yeah. when. Patch played for Rangers. He was your standard seven out of ten. Just done everything quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, go on with it. So, who's your Rangers unsung hero? And you can't pick Sasa Patch. <laughs> I gotta say, the player I love playing with. There was two: David Cooper and um, Ian Dren. Those two, unbelievable. I'll tell you the one that. Always gave you seven out of ten, John Brown. Always, always, always gave you seven out of ten. Plus, you know, even more sometimes, but never went below seven. Um, I think Duranty was like that. Um, David Cooper was a superstar. Uh, you know, he, his, his left foot was the best I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, going on one... I would, I would probably say Ian Durant for me. Durant. And the one Durant, he actually came on as well and also his biggest regret was his injury. Yeah, as, that's what I was going to say. Once he got injured, it was different. Mm-hmm. You know. And could you see him hit the heights that everybody thought it was like proper yeah. elite player before the injury? Yeah, before he got injured, he would have... I said he was the next superstar. It's Scotland. He would, I think, he would have moved on and probably gone into the Premier League and um, it maybe even further. Um, but he was some player. Oh. Even after the injury, he's in a game. I yeah, he came back. He came done back. all right, didn't he? Yeah, he came back. But yeah, it was a bad, bad tackle, wasn't it? So, yeah. I know. Um, on Cooper and Durant, they, in terms of how fans nowadays think about them at the time, I think they are quite high profile. Yeah, John Brown is obviously a very well-known, famous Rangers player, but yeah. when you think back to the nine-in-a-row era, when you think about centre-halves, um, he's not the first name on 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 the list. Um, people will talk about Butcher and Goff yourself. Um, yeah. Is that maybe a bit unfair in Brown? Yeah, because he played when I played, he played in midfield. Played right. centre midfield, yeah. Centre midfield, or you played left back. Um, and he, he'd play anyway. Um, but he was more of a sort of central old in midfield player. Um, but he was a brilliant player. John Brown was a brilliant player. He and it, and it proved that he stayed there for the nine in a row and you know fully deserved it. He uh, he played centre off, I think, with um, Goffey, didn't he? So, no. Mm-hmm. Walter Smith loved a utility player, didn't he? If you could play yeah. two or three positions, then you were going to going to be likely to well, get. Well, that's a game why I, I, I did. I, I played. I think I played 
The only position I didn't play was centre forward, which I could have played. Played midfield, right back, centre half, in goals, um, everywhere. But for for Tottenham, I played every every position on the pitch. Brilliant. Don't make them like they used to anymore. These prima no. donnas picked oh, up a position for 12 years. Unbelievable. Uh, so, um, again, this question, all in my open to your own interpretation, but question number seven, What what's your biggest Rangers regret? Um, I think the argument with Sunes, it wasn't an argument. Um, he blamed me for a goal and uh, I never... I never sort of... Let me just turn the phone. No, no uh, uh, I, I, I said one word. And that one word was it. It was a swear word. Begin with B. Um, and that was it. That was the end of my career at Rangers. He made my life a misery. Tr- trust me. Like travelling to all up the north, far furthest north you can for friendlies, <clears throat> all the way down to Lancaster um, and not being able to play, just sitting on the bench. And um, But we, 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 we cleared the air. We, we're good friends now and uh, he explained why he did it and I fully understand that. You know, I should have kept my mouth shut and... It wasn't my fault. It was Scott Nisbet's fault for the goal. And I should, should have just said, yeah, OK, I was captain on the day. I should have took the blame. Looking back, if you didn't have that fall, it was soon as you think you would have been at Rangers longer. Yeah, I think so. I think I might have been there for another year or two. Um, it was a gutter. I've got to say, it was really... Um, but he wanted. I think they wanted the money as well to bring in Stevens, Gary Stevens, Tre- Trevor Stevens. Um, and a few others. So the, the the half a million pound they got for me helped them do that. So uh, yeah, it was. I think that was maybe a part of it. But you are. You said you keep in touch now. Oh yeah, yeah. I've spoken to him a few times. Saw him at the ground on Sunday um, at Tottenham, um, doing his commentary and all that. And uh, yeah, yeah. He's a good. Listen, he revolutionised. Scottish football so everybody should be thankful for him for that because otherwise it would have gone you know Rangers wouldn't have been in the position to stop Celtic and and he came there and did it and then moved on well stayed there for a couple more years three more years and then Walter took it over so yeah you know he revolutionized he revolutionized the Scottish well all Scotland people should should thank him because it's a, it's, it was a better league then. No, definitely. And the, we talked about that a, a lot on not just this podcast, but I know Hart and Hand have done a great series dominant. And it really was that word revolution gets bandied about yeah. too easily. But it's an understatement for what he done um, for for Scottish football in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 you know, and being in Europe, I think, helped do that. You know, with England, English teams are out of it because of the ISIL stadium, and uh, that out get players up there to play in the in the champ in the well European Cup at the time, and uh, yeah, that's what we wanted, and uh, that's what we did. We were unlucky actually; we should have got to the final that year. Um, we got beat by Stour Bucharest, and 
we beat them 3-1 at home, but they went through on away goals, didn't they? They beat us 2-0 away. So, uh, yeah, that was a big disappointment. Was that part of the lure? He came up to Scotland, um, yeah. European football? Yeah, but also I wanted to play for Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were in my in my blood. Um, like I said, I always supported them. Um, but no, it was nice to be asked, and you know I couldn't wait to do it once once Tottenham had sold me. Brilliant. So, moving on to uh, happier memories. What's your your favourite Rangers song, Graham? <laughs> I think it was the one I was conducting. <laughs> <laughs> the sash. I think the Zash was the one I was conducting, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with that one, I think. <laughs> That's um, when we talk about cool um, memories and, like, just iconic moments. It's it's just the Rangers fans and full voice. I know um, the landscape's changed in terms of the song that we signed yeah. nowadays, but yeah. just yeah. the Rangers fans and full voice, they're centre-halves and goals. We've managed to pull two goals back and just the absolute the gallusness yeah. of you just doing your thing. Um, <laughs> the noise was unbelievable, honestly. The, the, that's the loudest I've ever, ever noise I've ever played in my life at the end of that game. When we scored that second goal, it was unbelievable, honestly. It was, it was it, it, I thought the roof was going to come off. Surely, like, if if you've went in goals, you're down to ten men, you're turning up and down. Surely you do think it's surely, no. I... We never gave up. We never gave up. We got we got a goal. Um, you know, it was a good goal by McCoyce. Hmm. Um, when we got the first goal, we thought, okay, we can do this. But straight after, Terry got sent off, didn't he? It was after McCoy scored. I think it was about ten minutes after McCoy scored. And uh, we were down to nine men. Then you think, well, we took chances. We played three at the back, Stuart Munro, um, Dave McPherson, I think it was, and uh, one other. And Richard Goff got pushed further forward. And it ended up that Richard Goff was in on the six-yard line scoring the, the equaliser. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was good fun. Um, I think if we'd have lost, it'd have been a gutter, but it wasn't. And uh, I think it goes down as everybody's memory was, you know, the way we came back from 2 0 down. Yep, and you orchestrating the choir. Um, yeah, yeah, I do fair. get that. I do get that a lot. <laughs> I, could, I wasn't just a choir master, I could play as well. So <laughs> that's what I say to people. <laughs> um, so the penultimate question, Graham. If you could relive one Rangers moment or day in your lifetime, what would it be? I think the when when I lifted the cup in the League Cup, because we were it, when we played in the League Cup, we went one nil. I think we went one nil up, two one down. Then we got back to two two. Then three two down. Just that's a goal David Cooper scored to make it one one nil. I think it was, mm-hmm. and um, then. I won a header at the far post and Flecky scored, made it 3-3. And then going into penalties, it was very, very emotional day that day. It was, um, you know, Aberdeen had a decent side. Um, Alex McLeish and Willie Miller and 
Peter Nicholas and uh, yeah, so I ended up playing with Peter Nicholas at Chelsea when I left and uh, he left and went to, to Chelsea and um, we were room partners and he was telling me a story. We won on penalties and uh, after we picked up the cup, that was the greatest moment for me, picking up the cup, being captain, picking up the cup in front of all our fans was amazing. Um, I did it for Tottenham with the UEFA Cup. Then I was at Rangers and did it for Rangers. Um, so Peter told me a story. He said he got on the bus, like everybody was on the bus to leave. They'd lost, all all gutted and all heads down. And he walks on the bus and Alex McLeish clapped his hands and said, and here comes the player that lost us the cup. He missed a penalty. <laughs> He said, I didn't know what to do. He said, I just put my head down and kept walking. Oh, what do you say, man? That's, um, oh. That's criminal, isn't it? <laughs> and he was like, he just stood there clapping Alex McLeish. Absolutely <laughs> ruthless, by the way. Yeah, ruthless, ruthless, yeah. Oh, man. Um, being captain on the day, like, yeah. how, how did it come about that you were captain on? Well, it was the week after the Saturday game. And Terry and Chris got sent off, didn't they? So they couldn't play. So, uh, yeah, I was made captain and uh, Nicky Walker was in goal. And um, and Richard Goff played centre-half with me. Yeah, first game he played centre-half. And then straight after that, I think Terry broke his leg. So Richard Goff, me and Richard Goff played centre-half for the rest of the season. That's two great centre-halves. You had the pleasure they, they played yeah, with. Yeah, I did. Uh, to be honest, they were both brilliant. Brilliant players. Um, my favourite was Terry. Uh, I played with him in England. Um, you knew what you was going to get. You knew. I knew how he was going to play, so I could feed off of him. And I think he knew how I was going to play, and that's why when we first went there, we went like I think it was about twelve hundred minutes, thirteen hundred minutes that we didn't concede a goal when. You just you you grow on that, you know. You grow on it, and it gets you know gets better. And uh, yeah, so uh, for me, Butch was the best I've ever played, best centre half I ever played with. It must have been an absolute laugh for the Scottish boys in the training games. England be Scotland coming up against I you, was, and Richard and it Woods. Was World War, World War. <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday, God, tackles going in, everything bad. <laughs> you got a game on a Saturday. On a Friday, you're kicking out out of each other. You didn't want to get beat. Oh, brilliant. Um, we're only the last question then, Graham, and I'm looking for two answers for you. So if you could go for a drink with one Rangers manager and one Rangers player, past or present, dead or alive, who would you take? I would take Walter Smith. Um, Walter used to live the street up from where I lived when I first went there. And then I moved to Bridge of Allen and I missed... That little, we used to go out for meals, the family, like his wife and my wife, and we would have a good meal and chat, after, you know, after games or on a Monday or so. And I got to know him really, really well. And uh, lovely, lovely man. Um, then I got burgled and my wife didn't want to stay in the, in the bungalow we had. And uh, so we moved to Bridge of Allen. And I miss, I did miss that company that Walter and his Ethel gave us when we were there. 
and uh, so yeah, that was a he would be the first on my list. I gotta say that my best mate was Davy Cooper, and I would definitely if I could bring him those two back and just go and have a beer with them. You know, Davy wasn't a big drinker. Uh, he'd have a drink, but he wasn't a big. I wasn't a big drinker, and but we would so much fun. I used to room with him. I've got to tell you a story here. So we're in the hotel. I'm, li I'm living in the hotel in Part uh, When That's where Rangers used to have their stay. So I'm living there, and uh, he's my room partner. So I have to come out of my room with my wife and the baby, go in with him on match, like nights before matches. So I'm with it anyway. After about three or four weeks, he's gone to me, uh, Robbie, can you go and get another room? He said, you snore. I said, I don't snore, Davey. I said, he said, you're putting me off my game. I said, you've been bloody man of the match for every game. He went, just do me a favour. Anyway, I've done that. So next week, the same. Next week, the same. So I got up. We were playing. I think we were playing Motherwell at home. I got up in the morning. I'm in my own bedroom. They give me another bedroom. So I went down. My wife's there with my little end having breakfast. And I said, oh, you're right. She said, uh, she's got the newspaper, <laughs> the daily record. And I said, what's the matter? She said, look at that. The front page of the bloody paper was Ranger Star having an affair with Miss Scotland <laughs> nights before games. And I went, what's that? <laughs> I think, oh, my God. God, ain't me. I know it ain't me. So I said, well, what's the point? She said, well, you're rooming with David Cooper. You should know who it is. I said, who is it? She said, it's David Cooper. I went, oh, Christ. I said, but I'm not rooming with him. I've got my own room. Oh, yeah. All right. it was, you know, <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. You were in bigger heat than Davy. Yeah, I was bigger. Yeah, it was bigger. <laughs> and then I had to prove to her that I had my own room. So... Unbelievable. Found you right under the bus there. Don't it even did, give me right under the bus. So much for the snoring, eh? Uh, yeah, but it was great lad. Great lad. Yeah. Just Those on two would be the two. Those two would be the two. And uh, Walter is quite a common one that we get with that question. Yeah, um, yeah you will, because he was he, he was approachable. Mm -hmm. He was approachable and he made my life a bit misery before I left, but I still approached him and, yeah, I've, I've been I went before he he passed away, which we all miss. I went up and, uh, yeah, I um, had good chats with him. And, yeah, he was lovely, lovely man. Even even as a coach, he was um, Graham, Graham Sooners' assistant there. Did he still have that order about him? See, yeah. that he just had a presence. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. And because Graham played, didn't he? Mm -hmm. So he was more the voice coming and when you went in at half time if you wasn't doing it you 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 knew he had the voice for it and uh yeah it was a bad guy good guy sometimes but he became when soonest played he became that bad guy but he wasn't a bad guy he was a he was a really really nice person but he when he said something it was his voice changed when if it was all right his voice wouldn't change but once it wasn't it changed and then you knew, you knew you had to buck your ideas up. Yeah. 
I don't think um, they can really fault you for your, your two choices there. And I find the big thing when you, you hear stories of both Walter Smith and David Cooper, I absolutely generational greats of what they did, but ultimately just proper gentlemen, just proper good gentlemen. people. Um, and that's, um, you know, that's the mark of the man, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, that's definitely. Brilliant answer for that, and a lovely way to round off the the ten questions for him. Um, how was that? Tip down mem- memory lane. Yeah, it was good. I'm I'm up actually. I'm up for, for the. Um, I've got a few few dinners coming. Well, not dinner Q and A's, well, dinners as well. Um, I think I've got two in April, so I'm up for the Dundee game first on the first of April. I'm guest of honour at the the club, and then. 14th and 15th, I think we got our own game that day. Um, but the 14th, from I think Dunbar, Dun, Dunfermline, and then uh, Glasgow on the next night, and then in October, October the 6th, I think we're, we're I'm with Mark Aitley and Mark Water, so it should be a good, good night. So looking forward to it. No, a brilliant lineup. Um, I'm sure everybody attending will be. Nah, yeah, they, be, they love it. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. I didn't hear what you've got to say, but no, just uh, before I let you go, I've up uh, much of your time, but thanks so much for coming on. I, I've loved listening to that. Ah, pleasure, mate. Pleasure. And then, um, of course, thank you to all the listeners uh, for listening. Um, we'll speak to you again in the next episode of 10 Questions. Take care.